Hi, hello, hola, and hello. Welcome to My Kids Think I'm Cool, but podcast. A podcast about getting knocked up in a foreign country, families living abroad, and raising children in a different culture. All while trying to keep your cool and not lose your shit. I'm your host, Jackie, an American Filipino mom living in Denmark, and my kids think I'm cool, but... I let my son wear pink socks to his daycare. Um, I've been doing it lately. And the only reason why I'm wear- letting my son wear pink socks to daycare is because I keep losing his socks. I don't know what it is with these little kids' socks, but they just go missing. Does the washing machine eat them or the dryer? I don't know where they go. But I've been losing it, and then now I've been putting his sister's socks on him. And they're usually... Anna or Elsa, pink, purple, and yeah. Do you guys ever do this? What do you guys think of uh, little boys wearing pink socks uh, going to daycare or going out? I don't do it often, but usually um, he does wear pink socks. But do you guys have a butt and want to send it to me via email or social media? I would love to hear them and then also list, um, say it to the listeners that's out there. On this week's episode, uh, we will be... Continuing the conversation with Eka Eman Singapore. <laughs> I'm going to ruin her last name. Oh my gosh, it's very hard. But I'll have her say it. <laughs> last week, we had our very first episode and we were talking about her life here in Denmark with her multicultural family. Just to recap to the listeners, Eka is from Estonia. Her husband is actually from Zambia and they have two children together and they lived in Denmark for several years. Eka and her husband has made Denmark their home. They managed to teach their children multiple languages and keep their culture alive with their children while living here in Denmark. The family values the different culture and take what they like from each culture and implement it on their daily life. This is one of the best thing about having a multicultural family. Or um, household, actually. Being able to take what's good from one culture and the other and making it your own. If you missed last week's episode, I suggest you go uh, to my website and check it out and listen to it because Eka has such an interesting life. This is why we have an episode two, part two of this uh, show. Um, now, let's get started um, with uh, part two. A little bit of background on Eka. I think uh, she can actually hop in and tell uh, about a little bit, a little bit about herself. I don't know why I have a stumble right now. Eka, <laughs> do you want to um, just kind of uh, discuss about your your background uh, for people that didn't listen uh, last week to this episode, our uh, part one episode? Mm, yes, uh, I start with my name. Uh, yeah, my name I ruined is Eman <laughs> Simpungwe, and uh, I'm coming from Estonia originally. I came uh, 2009, I came to Denmark uh, to participate in volunteer program. They have like training program in Denmark, and then you can go to different countries afterwards. I went, ended up in Zambia. Um, yes, so when I came back from Zambia, the organization offered me a job in promotion office. And since I got married in Zambia, 
big no no usually. <laughs> you <laughs> fell in love. Do. It's okay. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, so we decided with my husband to come here because I had already some stability. And yes, we have been here now for 10 years. Yes, and then uh, about the art, yes, uh, a small intro maybe. Um, yeah, you found me from social yeah. media. Yeah, just a little background on Aika. Uh, when I first started this uh, radio and podcast hosting journey uh, in Denmark, I was actually looking for someone to capture uh, my life here in Denmark and also my life in the U.S. and the Philippines. Uh, I have two cultures behind me living in Denmark, and I wanted an artist to actually find uh, Uh, to implement that in my album and in my website. And Eka is actually referred to me uh, by a friend. And when I looked at her work on Instagram, I instantly fell in love with it. And I knew she could capture what I wanted. And she did. Um, if you guys want to check out my website and check out a little bit of her work, it's actually all over my website. Um, she did everything. And I get compliments from all over the world. People saying that, oh my gosh, your album's so amazing or your website is amazing. And then this is how this episode actually was born um, because she has such a great background in art. And it was actually just recently discovered. And it's so amazing how her life as international uh, rediscovered something brand new to her and this is why I wanted this podcast to happen because her first part of her life was uh, you know traveling being international parent and then her second part is about this ar amazing art that she creates and I wanted to um, share it to the world I didn't want to pack it in into a one-hour show last week and I thought it would be an interesting conversation for for this week on how you discovered your um, passion for art in such a later point in your life and yeah it's never too late to start with anything yeah exactly exactly yeah. so I wanted to ask you were you always into art when you were a child or was this just like oh boom I'm good with art <laughs> oh I think I have been creative uh, always I have been trying all kind of uh, different things but the drawing have been the last thing I think I have been interested in I think it's because um, when I was a child I grew up in Soviet Union <laughs> and uh, <laughs> in Soviet Union Um, everything like a fantasy thing was not like big no-go, I think. So uh, actually my mother was told in the kindergarten to teach me to draw because I was drawing unrealistic things like uh, blue cats and uh, <laughs> I don't know, pink trees. Yeah. So my mother struggled with it. Artistic <laughs> or interest in it so I kind I always thought that okay maybe I'm not good enough because I don't fit in with others in that way I see things yeah so I kind of put it on the shelf and said I don't like it so so <laughs> whenever you drew a like a blue tree or a, a green cat it was like no <laughs> you're not that's that doesn't, yeah. that doesn't exist no, that's not that this is not how the cats look like so you, you can't draw that okay But so you yeah. have to be very realistic Yeah, it took all the fun out of me, you know. So I just didn't want to be forced in the box to do exactly like. Yeah. 
uh, for the listeners, um, the only reason why it's kind of like glitching is because we're doing actually this is my first Zoom call, and I want to share it to the audience about her and her life and then uh, she couldn't be able to go to the studio we're actually doing a zoom call and i'm recording it so when this is out i will have the recording out so you can see us both but that's why the the um, the audio is kind of cutting in and out is because of this is this is through zoom um again let's uh, get back to the conversation um uh, Eka, tell us about your artistic artistic side as a child, uh, and do you ever imagine yourself that this is something that you would enjoy as an adult? No, I don't think so. I was um, doing in the school um, more like uh, playwriting and theater. I was very into this, so it was kind of uh, yeah. High school, I started. The photography because mm-hmm. I'm extremely un- unpatient and I wanted my art to be immediately <laughs> visible. Yeah. Uh, and then I worked, I had some exhibitions as a photographer and I was working photographer and then I to study uh, interior design. Okay. Yeah, so it was totally different kind of fields from drawing was very, yeah, minimal. Okay, then how did you discover that this is the the kind of art you wanted, the one that you have on Instagram that's just so colorful and beautiful and um, I don't know what to call it, illustration or what would you you call your kind of art? Uh, Yeah, it's illustration. I mean, I started, um, when I came back, how I actually found myself uh, drawing. Uh, when I was, um, yeah, I, when I was in school um, studying interior design, I actually, that was my favorite major to draw. Okay. And... Um, yeah, so afterwards, uh, when I came to Denmark, I um, uh, got a depression. Okay. Uh, I, it was a new country. It was, uh, I didn't have any, it was another language. So kind of my husband was helping, wanted to help me to get over that hump. So he was telling me every day to wake up in the morning and go and just make what makes me happy. Yeah. So then I just, uh, yeah, my friends were kind of into art a bit. And then we started to draw together to make small paintings and so. Okay. And this is how we started, basically. Okay, so this is how you discovered something that um, that you love doing is uh, drawing. Did yeah. you just pick up like pen, uh, pencil and paper and started uh, doing it or painting or? Uh, yeah. Uh, because I like colors and I like when they are very um, kind of contrast colors. Uh-huh. So pen- pencil is too less for me. Mm-hmm. So I just started with the paint and I, in that moment I discovered, oh, actually I can draw anything I want. Nobody actually. <laughs> Not good. Yeah. So it went from there. Okay. How did you uh, start doing the uh, illustration then, uh, like the ones that you do on your Instagram from 
from paint to that kind of um, uh, art. Yeah. You mean digital drawings, maybe? The what? You mean? The um, digital drawings. Yeah, the digital drawings that you like been a doing. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in the beginning, I was painting, and all my house was full of paint and canvases and everything. Yeah. So you can imagine that it's a wonderland for three-year-olds, you know. <laughs> yeah. So I, I had to kind of do that, and I what I can always do. Mom, you know. You need to be all the time ready for the child. So, yeah, paint was only, you know, you have to drag all your stuff out and then and all this. So, yeah, then I start just to try digital art and then actually it's perfect. It's just me so well. Yeah, so it's, it's a bit cleaner. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I think you already mentioned that uh, who you enc- uh, who encouraged you to get back into um, art was your was your husband. Yeah. Did he know before you were doing art that this was something that you enjoyed doing before, or did he just suggest like, oh, why don't you start drawing? Or it's like, yeah. It, no, uh, actually, he yes, he knew that. but he never heard it was quite new thing for him but uh, my friends since they were doing art I kind of joined in okay so it was not like Okay, I think we're having a little trouble on the audio. Uh, yes, part. Uh, we are. We're, it's not the audio; it's the streaming. It's the streaming. Yeah. It's, oh, sorry. It's, uh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's not. Oh the, yeah, it's the it's the internet connection. Yeah. So um, maybe we can. Uh, I don't know. I mean, this the suggestion is to follow through, and if yeah. we cannot hear. Yeah, but we can, we're missing a, a few important yes, uh, points on it, so uh, we don't want to. What we can do is yeah. to call her again, and in the meantime, play a song. Okay. What do you think about that? Yeah, actually, that's a, a Are great you okay song. With that, Are you okay with yeah. that, Aka? So we can fix uh, the audio a little bit and uh, figure out from there. Yes. Because I don't want the listeners to miss out on all the good things that you're talking yeah. about, about your art and how you discovered everything. So let's take a break and play one of my songs that I have uh, saved up for this episode. And this is an artist named Zachary Murdoch. Uh, my friend actually is a manager for him and he mm, let me play his. My, e- friend, my friend yeah, is so connected. I know people, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I wanted to play one of his songs uh, on this podcast. So we could take this break and then fix the audio a little bit. Cause we don't want to miss any of this good stuff. Yeah. You need to call her back. Okay. Again. I will give you a call back. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Zachary. Yeah. Zachary murdered. Yeah. With the song Preach. Save yourself, because I sure can't. At best, I'll be a broken lamp who shines sometimes and others blinks, standing on your shadow's brink. You woke my soul from a coma Tearing me from the comfort of my lies I let you break my 
heart open all the way Take me I'm ready for this ride Preach You're preaching me patience You're preaching me love I'm losing my mind
well, that was Zachary yes. Murdoch. Well, let's hope that uh, I fixed the audio yeah. or the internet. Can you can you hear me, Eka? Yes. Oh, there is a little echo. Ah, oh, I wonder where the echo is coming. Can you hear me? Yes, yeah. we can hear you loud and clear. Can you hear us? Can you hear us? I, um, just a moment, and I have to put... Um, Hello? Yeah. I can hear Jacqueline, but I can't hear you. That's okay. okay. Yeah, that's fine, because I'm okay. the host, so... Yeah, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Yeah, the, I think this is way better um, through this way uh, because of the internet connection. Um, it's, yeah, or buffering. I, I don't know any of this technology stuff. So I didn't want to miss anything good that you have to say, and I want to get everything across. So this is why I wanted um, to do this uh, this way uh, through the phone now. But we still have Zoom. Yeah, good. <laughs> so where was I? in my questions because now I am lost because yeah yes sir. do you remember what we were talking about oh yeah um so when we were talking last you were talking about how you tra um, you integrated from not integrated but you were using paint first and then all of a sudden you started using uh digital because of how messy it was and it was a bit more cleaner Mm. right yeah um can just in case uh, because we had some a little bit of um a bad uh, connection just tell the viewers or the uh, listeners how um who inspired you uh, to get back into uh, art and uh, how did that happen um you mentioned about your your husband getting into it but there was a little bit of a, a bad connection going here and there i just wanted the listeners to kind of get catch catch up on it and i didn't want them to miss out on your beautiful story on how you uh, pursued your passion in in art yeah basically i will repeat myself um, when I moved to Denmark, uh, after a while, after I worked, I uh, uh, fell into the depression. And um, yeah, so I was kind of alone. I didn't have friends. I didn't have any social life. I didn't understand the language. Hello? Hello? That is weird. Ah, a lot of technical difficulties today. Well, Dave. sometimes it, it might be the moon. Huh? It might be the moon. Hello? Maybe it is it's the blue moon but or something. We have Sorry. Back. Don't know what's happening. We're having so many technical difficulties with everything going on. <laughs> mm. Can you just teleport over here? Can you yeah, teleport to that. the studio? Let's do that. Yes. <laughs> is that possible? <laughs> <laughs> but let's get um, what were you saying about um yes. you know getting into depression and then yeah. all of a sudden finding art yeah and then uh, yes my husband wanted that i would get uh, out of this kind of um yeah the way i was so he told me to do every day something what makes me happy so it, he was just telling me don't cook don't clean don't do anything just wake up and do something what makes you happy yeah, and then I had uh, very good friends. They were still my very good friends. They are very good at art. So they kind of involved me in a small art group. It was just three of us. 
I started to draw all kind of character things. As you see also from my art, I have kind of uh, <laughs> fantasy style. Yeah, yeah, yes. I love your style. Yeah. And I started with very, very small paintings, like really like 20 centimeters or something, 15 centimeters uh, drawings. And uh, then I was drawing like one meter per one meter paintings already. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And so you're also exhibitions uh, for dif- different places. Oh, where did you have ex- expe- expe- expeditions? Exped- expeditions? Expeditions. Ah, expeditions. Yeah. I, had, uh, I had in two communas, uh, Nested Comuna and Faxa Comuna. They have uh, the, this kind of uh, space for the artist to mm-hmm. put up their art. So, yes, I had my stuff there up there. Yeah. And um, for the listeners that don't know what Comuna is, uh, if you're outside of Denmark, it's actually just um, a city within uh, Denmark. It's uh, a council, uh, yeah. Yeah, a council. So there's Copenhagen, there's Aarhus, there's Weile, there's Aalborg. So it's basically the city, um, it's county, yeah, the county. We would say it would be county in, in America. Uh, in yeah. America, yeah, yeah. it would be the county. Yeah, and then here uh, in Denmark, it's called Commune. Um, and that's the commune you belong to. In Spanish, it's comunas. Comunas too? Yeah, comuna. Ah. Mm, interesting. That is interesting. <laughs> so that's, that's really amazing that uh, you were able to um, show your work to the different parts um, in, in, in Denmark, the communas. Uh, did, did, was that a surprise to you that uh, you were able to uh, to do that and be able to show your work to absolutely. the world? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Did because that? I was, yeah. Go. Uh, I was just gonna say, did that make you take off on like, wow, this is something I love and this is something I want to do, and just your mind just was like, woo, everywhere. <laughs> I think um, I was drawing for myself mostly. But then after those exhibitions, actually, I started to sell my art. Mm-hmm. And that was, for me, what was uh, gave me this kind of confidence that, okay, people are willing to pay for my stuff. I mean, am I really good? <laughs> so that gave me a confidence boost, I think. And, yeah, so it was helping me to get out from that uh, uh, dark hole as well. Yeah, that's really good for people to... Um, see your art and then compliment it and, and love it. So I, I definitely did when I saw it. And that's why I told you, like, do my website. <laughs> <laughs> I was so happy to do it. Yeah. Um, how long? Um, so you were doing painting for uh, in the beginning. How long um, altogether with the art? How long have you been doing it in, in Denmark? I think I was. It was um, 2013. I started with the paintings, mm-hmm. and uh, actually the digital part have come only in the past year or mm-hmm. year and a half. So yeah, and I have been doing it quite actively. I mean, almost every day I'm doing it. <laughs> Wow. Are, are people like besides me hiring you for uh, certain projects and certain uh, things that you? Uh, want to do? 
Yeah, yeah, they do. I'm uh, more kind of in the market as a graphic designer, uh-huh. but uh, many times people also discover, oh, okay, she also can draw things. So I have been doing, uh, like, uh, since I know people who need websites, like, for example, for you, mm-hmm. I did. Also, sometimes they want to add some kind of characters or something. So I have been doing that. Uh, latest work uh, is uh, I did for the kindergarten, mm-hmm. which was totally my favorite. <laughs> exactly my thing. Yeah. So. So with yeah. the kindergarten, yeah. the, they probably like let your mind just explore. Yes. Yes. They were. I have. I have been so lucky with uh, my uh, customers. Yeah. They just give me so so much freedom. So I just yeah do different things and yes yeah. And share share what's in your head to the world. <laughs> yeah. What do you like the most about drawing and painting and illustration? I think uh, patterns, colors, this kind of um, crazy combinations what I can make. Mm-hmm. I love colors and patterns. I mean, um, yeah. And this uh, that I can actually do whatever I want. <laughs> I can draw whatever I want. I can make a statement with my pictures. Um, one thing is to uh, draw for the client what they need, but the other thing, what, like in Instagram, for example, you can see I have more like what I'm passionate about. Yeah. So I can put like a statement in the world and say, okay, this is my view on things. Okay. Yes. Um, when when you did for example my my art uh, when i told you oh this is what i wanted i want to be in one place but in two different places um what what did you think of um that's like yeah that's that's what i'm going to do for her do you do you usually interview your your clients i remember i just uh, sent you an email it's like this is what i like and then yeah, that's what I want. Or do you like to get in depth on what they are? Um, I know we were in a time strength when we were doing my website. I, I were stuff. like, I need it in three days, and you're like, okay. <laughs> um, I think I'm since I'm educated as a UX and UI designer. Yeah. Uh, I think um, I have this natural feeling of what people want mm-hmm. um, to listen to them very fast and to catch, okay, which direction I can go with them or which kind of uh, style. Is it more like uh, contrast colors they want or something more calm or so? Yeah, I think this, my kind of work have given me that good uh, option because many artists uh, are very... Um, um, strict with their style maybe it's hard for them to bounce out yeah but uh, yeah I mean that way quite flexible I think I'm used to doing things for the clients as a freelancer also yeah. are there some clients uh, sometimes you're just like yeah um, I don't uh, want to work with you or oh I never have had that. yeah <laughs> Do you, do you prefer one client than the other? <laughs> no, it's just uh, it's about to catch, to understand what they want, and yeah. also to be flexible with the suggestions afterwards. You know, you give them this uh, like uh, feeling they are in charge, that you don't take it over as an artist and do whatever you want. Yeah, you still have to kind of understand your client. Yeah. What do you think? What would be your dream um, th- project to do uh, as an artist? What is your overall goal um, once you're 
your art is out, people are seeing it, what would be your ultimate goal um, and um, goals and what to work on? I love doing uh, kind of uh, illustrations more for the children mm -hmm. kind of style. Uh, I, uh, since I love also graphic design, mm -hmm. I love, I would like to do like kids books or something and then I could also do the uh, graphic design part for it. I can make like totally kind of beginning till the end like kids books. That would be so awesome because that would be, yeah, you can see the product that I have made it <laughs> yeah, the way I want it because sometimes graphic designers have to work together with illustrators to put things, especially uh, for the children because they are so, um, uh, they can be so uh, rich in fantasy. So you have to be in line together, work a lot together. But in, for me, it is easy to do both. Yeah. Yeah, I think with, with children, it, it requires lots of colors, a lot of imagination, and I believe your artwork is just that, is colorful, imagination, um, all the little characters or little uh, people that you create are have their unique self. Mm. Yeah, I'm uh, also trying, uh, uh, since I'm quite passionate about uh, equality and uh, body positivity mm -hmm. so I have been also kind of trying all kind of shapes and forms women all kind of colors so it would be really um, for the children normal to grow up and accept everyone around them yeah yeah black blue purple yeah. Yeah. green anyone <laughs> yeah anyone and I think that's so important that you portray that it's like everyone's different uh, but the same and uh and I love that, um, that that's what you're trying to portray for children and for, for people around. Um, who is your biggest influence in art? Um, who would you say? Um, I like Frida. Mm -hmm. uh, she's, um, yeah, I think many artists are inspired by her. Um, I think her art is more kind of painful than my art is, but mm -hmm. I like... Um, First of all, how she's using, of course, colors and the, her imagination, but also that she have like a point, you know, she's uh, making with her beautiful pictures a point. You have to kind of stick back and think what is the, what she wants to say with it. So, yeah, I love her. Uh, her it's, uh, I think uh, her art is much more personal than mine, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, still I admire her, yeah. Is hers like imaginative, like like uh, yours, like in yeah, a fa fantasy yeah. world? She's um, creating uh, self portrait art mm -hmm. a lot, and then she's putting herself in different kind of uh, environments or situations in her art. So mostly, it's about her, and yeah, very imagine, very very fantasy style. Okay, um, do you think? Um, if you didn't live here in uh, Denmark and went through what you have to, uh, what you went through, you know, through depression or um, kind of a different atmosphere, that uh, you would never be in this place where you're creating art for fun um, if you were to be back at home in Estonia or be in mm. your husband's country in Zambia? Mm. Uh, I think um, when I was living in Estonia, it is quite. Uh, I had always a lot of tempo in my life. 
Mm-hmm. It was all the time on the go, the work, work, work. So the softer side in me was pushed back, I think. And in Denmark, I have got that possibility to actually have that softer side. So in that way, maybe if I would draw in Estonia, it would be different what I'm doing now. Yeah. I feel like um, I'm in the same boat because I don't think I would be doing this podcast or doing what I'm doing if I wasn't able to be living here in Denmark because I didn't know this whole other side of international families or how to raise kids in an international atmosphere. If I lived in Los Angeles, uh, if I lived in Los Angeles, it's just, it just would be an ordinary day for me because nothing has changed everyone around me is still the same mm. my friends mm. are the same my family is there and then I already know the routines um, you know go to work go home prepare dinner actually more like go out because Los Angeles is more of like a going out to dinner or take mm. takeaway so it's definitely changed uh, my point of view and my direction on uh, what I like uh, doing um, if I didn't live here in Denmark and I didn't I never even think I would have enjoyed podcasting or doing this radio show in Aarhus if I didn't live uh, live abroad or live abroad or lived in Denmark. So I think getting out of your comfort zone like you did from Estonia to Denmark, um, you kind of see yourself differently and you could you see yourself doing different things because uh, there's different circumstances that come your way. Yeah, I think it's also this uh, depression was good, <laughs> in a way. In a way. <laughs> because it's also kind of, you know, artists are in pain, they're creating. <laughs> so it's uh, also pushed me to express myself in a healthy way. Yeah. Mm. Sometimes we just have to go through some pretty poopy stuff to find ourselves uh, emerging from that and being a better person. Yeah. Um, I think it's like the way of life, <laughs> the circle of life. Amen. <laughs> and yeah, during that time, you probably was like, you probably were to the point like, why even move on? But um, I think you needed to go through that to discover what your real passion yeah, was. I think so too. Yeah. I think I'm very grateful actually how things have uh, gone because now I can totally do what I love. I, yeah. mean, I love it. I love it. I love to do it. I don't need to ever feel like, oh, what is this about? No. When I hear the project, I'm getting so overly excited about it. <laughs> I want to immediately start to do it. Actually, I'm very fast. Uh, even with you, for example, it was very short notice, but yeah. actually it was not also because uh, I'm getting so fast ideas Yeah. I want immediately to start to draw them. So usually I'm always doing it right away in two days, everything is ready. Yeah, Yeah, you're probably, your mind is like racing. You're like, oh my gosh, it's like, I want this, I want that, I want that. Like, how can I make it, you know, that vision alive? And I think it's nice to see what's in your head and then see it on paper and then get your customer or whoever you're working with so excited for it. And um, that's the benefit of uh, your art. And sharing it to the world. Um, besides your customer or besides your husband, um, can you explain where you get in your inspiration from? Or is it just automatically like, poop, like it goes in your head? Like, Yeah, well, usually ideas are coming very easily for me. I mean, brainstorming sessions are the best for me. But uh, sometimes uh, when I don't have a 
theme or topic or then you um I'm following my moods a yeah. lot. You know, when I had here confusing times, you can even see from my pictures that there is some kind of melancholy on it, them. And then other times you can see that in the summertime, I'm drawing much more <laughs> colorful, <laughs> colorful pictures. So my mood is a lot um, guiding me. And also what is in around me. I mean, I can uh, uh, find something fascinating and or some form is reminding me something else and I will just follow it and draw something else out of it. So... Yeah, I'm quite visual person. Yeah, everything can inspire me. <laughs> yeah, well, also, um, you travel to, for example, Zambia and the scenery and the culture and the influence there also probably influences your vision. And then you have a background in Estonia and then in Denmark. Um, as a traveler myself, um, I see the different beauty. Um, mm. I'm not an artist, but I can see it. Uh, it steers the way I think uh, mm -hmm. because I've seen these different countries do you feel the same when you Absolutely. when you travel yeah. uh, to Zambia you all of a sudden come up with an idea and then yeah. you just have to put it on paper I I love uh, in African generally in African uh, culture the colorfulness and this happiness in their art and I think I'm kind of combining it with Danish and Estonian this more like North style that are still colorful but then they're still a little bit modest as well yeah so I'm getting influenced by both yeah by by Definitely. the different cultures and I think that makes. Um, I don't know what it makes a great artist, but that that really shows in people's work, uh, especially in yours, uh, the different uh, cultural influences, the color, um, the differences. I don't know what I'm talking about. My artist, no, but I, I love your work and I can see the influences because maybe maybe I've been to I've been to Zambia, so yeah. and I know um, I know the the country. I don't know the country, but I've been there. I've seen the scenery. I've seen I've met the people, and the people are so wonderful there and so inviting. And yeah. that's what yeah. your your artwork shows is like inviting and kind of like um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's to the soul. <laughs> yes, it is. it is. And there is also soul, a lot of soul in here in Denmark. As yeah, well. definitely. So it's also kind of this, uh, to take this a little bit uh, darker hookah and put mm -hmm. together with a very uh, colorful and bright uh, like environment. So it creates something new, I think. Yeah, and I think that's how, what you created with my album cover, actually. Uh, you put the dark hookah. And mm -hmm. one side um, of of my face, and then the other side, the brighter California, the sun um, from the Philippines. So I, it's kind of the two both worlds uh, that's uh, together that's fighting in my head of living in actually th three different countries. <laughs> um, so you definitely capture that in the, in my art, and uh, for you, the listeners, um, again. Um, Eka did my artwork on my website and on my album. Um, ch check it out on my uh, on my website or my Instagram. Uh, everything's on there because it's so beautiful. And this is why we're doing this episode <laughs> to discover about um, Eka's love for art and how she's sharing it to the world. Um, does your kids uh, get involved with your projects, or um, or do you um, let them? discover their their artsy ways um 
when my daughter was smaller, mm-hmm. now she's nine. When she was smaller, yes, I did uh, paintings with that, with her, and but now she's have grown a bit, and she's more uh, in the father's side. So she's a big music lover. <laughs> she loves dancing and music like a lot. Yeah. Uh, so she's uh, she's we are still doing sometimes. So she just wants to please me, and then she's like, okay, okay, mommy, let's do something. <laughs> I'm but, done. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not so much. And the small, the boy is also. Um, I think we are not uh, drawing together in the color wise together, but usually um, it's kind of part of our going to sleep process um, when I'm drawing, and then she's he's asking me what he wants to draw a dinosaur with a hat or something. So Aww. it's like uh, our own way of. Uh, have this uh, snuggle and hookah before he goes to sleep. So it's your way of uh, bonding with him. Yeah. And can you see his imagination kind of like um, going out of this world or it's kind of like back in Estonia, it's like no blue horse. (laughs) Oh, no, absolutely not. I'm doing everything he wants me to do. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, My daughter, she's a little bit more traditional. I think she's not someone changed to colors and she's, um, yeah, she's different. Actually, it's so weird because you kind of expect your child to be like you. Yeah. And then when she go, grows bigger, you see, oh, she has totally her style. She likes uh, gray colors and, you know, like modest patterns. And I'm like, are you my child? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's totally different. It can, uh, yeah. Do you think it's the influence of living in Denmark because it's so gray and blue and black? Um, I and don't that's what think her friends. So. I don't think so because I'm also from a place that is uh, very mod- m- modest in the color scheme. I mean, Estonia also. And uh, my daughter is much more closer to Zambia than I was. I mean, I was in the childhood not exposed to any of the things like that. And she's very, um, yeah, she knows what is in Zambia, what is the style there. The and that's very colorfulness. Exactly. Yeah. And she has been there many times as well. So, But it's just her personality is like this. Yeah. It's also like a, in the personality wise, she's different than me. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like I'm a kid next to her. She's so reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. yeah, I can see that my daughter. My daughter... Uh, there's sometimes she's just like me, uh, where she talks a lot, but there's sometimes it's just like she's so um, like her dad. <laughs> I'm just like, wow, it's like seeing double of me, but then uh, something will happen. It's like, yeah, that's your dad. You got that from your dad. Yeah. <laughs> my husband is saying that uh, my son, uh, our son, that he's more like me with the behavior. He's only three, of course, but uh, with the behavior and uh, all this kind of uh, way he's. Uh, like he he's more like me. My husband is modest and uh, yeah, so he's always saying that he's a princess. Is for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's something. It's normal in the families. I think. Yeah, I I think they just take some part some traits from you and then some traits from yeah. from your other half and then they're just their own little humans that have their own mind and. Um, I remember when I was pregnant with my daughter, I was like, oh, yeah, I can dress her. She's going to be my little Barbie. 
Uh, it's going to be so much fun, you know, having a little mini me. Um, mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, nope. She is very opinionated. She needs to pick her own clothes. And I was like, at least I thought I would at least have until 10 years old to, you know, mm-hmm. for her. No, she started to three, mm. two and a half, three, where she's just like, nope, I'm picking my own clothes. And it's clothes like it's fine. At least she has, you know, uh, weather appropriate clothes you know, for for outside, but it is printed polka dots, butterfly pants, uh, a dress over it that's completely different print, uh, two different socks on, uh, a bow on, and just like, oh my gosh, I'm, I thought I'd be able to dress you cute, you know, the ones like you see on Instagram where all their, <laughs> their kids have really cute clothes. No, that didn't happen. She has her own personality, um, and I can't force her. No. I've tried. I've tried to bribe her, too. <laughs> oh, the only time I bribe her to wear a nice dress is if it's, we're taking family pictures mm. or if we're going somewhere very important. So I always tell her, I was like, okay, if you put this dress on, you will get chocolate cake and ice cream today because we're going to a party. I'm all, if you don't put this nice dress on, you get nothing. I'm also forcing. I'm a photographer, so she's of course I've been my model. Yeah, oh, that's nice. Like, oh, when you will finish, I can't anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't want this dress. I don't. She she was also very uh, early started to say she don't like pink colors. She don't like uh, white. She wants she wants blue dresses. If it has to be a dress, uh, and it's really hard to find uh, in the like. Um, market uh, dresses that are blue. Actually, it is hard. Uh, you can find the beige and uh, all kind of other colors, but yeah, she was also very opinionated very early. I think it's a girl's thing, maybe also. It is. I, I, I created a mini self myself because I'm very, a mini adult self. <laughs> because I'm like, I thought I have some kind of influence on you until you're like at least a teenager. Nope. Not at all. They have they have their own opinion at two years yeah. old, and they're not afraid to say it. Yeah. Um, and my daughter's completely opposite. And she does not wear black. She doesn't wear blue, white, gray. It's pink, purple, sparkly, um, any anything uh, that stands out. Unicorns, bunnies, everything. So she's very the one that stands out from the whole crowd. <laughs> Yeah, that that's, uh, sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's it's really great, but I'm like, at least now I've been, I was actually trying to teach her how to match. Um, I, I never thought it was gonna, getting through. So I was like, Mika, see, these two match. And now lately she'll run up to me. She's like, Mommy, look, it matches. It matches. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> so it took a while, yeah, but now me. she's four years old. Um, and I'm surprised at the outfits she put together. And I'm very impressed. I'm like, huh. I'm all, that looks really cute. <laughs> she's really into tutus right now. So whatever she mm-hmm. wears, she puts a, uh, a pink tutu, a mm-hmm. black one, or a whatever tutus we have. I think we have four at home. But she wears them over all her clothes. So she has to make a statement that she's a girl. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you already said that uh, you, how you get your kids involved in your art, art project. Do they influence any of your art artwork that you have? Um, no, actually, I think. Yeah. No? Okay. Maybe, maybe partly a little bit. 
but um, they influence in that way that they will uh, tell their wishes or like I make uh, custom t-shirts from for both of them you do so, <laughs> that's yeah, so I great do, yeah. Yeah, she, she's actually very happy with it because she's giving me very direct uh, direct the directions what she wants to have it in the t-shirts and then she can you know show off in school oh, my mom made it. yeah <laughs> yeah and i might have been the influence but i don't get like inspired uh, by them so much more than the telling me what they want and then i make it yeah. i might have you create some uh t-shirts for my daughter then i'll tell her um yeah, she, I'll tell her what she wants on a t-shirt and maybe you can uh, create her something. I'm just now making, I had, uh, I made one t-shirt. My, my son loves dinosaurs. Yeah. I made a t-shirt for him and he loves it so much he can't take it off. I mean, it's already dirty and he refuses. Okay. So uh, I was talking in the kindergarten, kindergarten teacher was like, oh, he really loves it. He's always showing it. He's taking it. Oh, so proud. (laughs) So uh, the teacher had a good idea, said that uh, make uh, each for each uh, weekday a separate dinosaur shirt. So now I did it. Actually, I'm uh, waiting for Black Friday to print them. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. I so might have to order would... some for you. Well, my my daughter has a crazy imagination. So, uh, I asked her. I was like, "Oh, what what's your wishes for um, Christmas?" And she's like, "I want a cat." I was like, "Perfect, with no tail or legs." I was like, okay. <laughs> She's stuck on that. I don't know why. She's like, I better get a cat with no tail or legs. I was like, huh. Okay. Actually, maybe. it's very cute to draw it. Um, yeah. I think. yeah. So maybe I'll have you create that because she'll be really disappointed. Because where am I going to find a cat with no tail or legs? <laughs> yeah. So I was surprised when she said that. And then I showed I showed my husband the uh, wish list and he started laughing. I was like, yep, she has the craziest imagination. <laughs> so I That's might have you create story. a t-shirt for her. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Can do it. Um, let's get to the question. Um, do you ever have a, a mental block or, and how do you overcome these uh, mental blocks, uh, when you're doing your, your art or your, your mind just so creative that it just goes on? <laughs> no, it doesn't go on. Yeah. I mean, I have also, um, this kind of periods that I am totally empty. I think it's uh, just, um, coming as waves. I mean, sometimes I can just draw every day, five days in a row, you know, I'm just uh, full of uh, ideas and then one point it goes down and it's like, oh, should I draw? I want to draw, but what should I draw? Uh, In that way, it's really good to have client work because then you have kind of idea what is given you and then you can just do that. But uh, this imaginary pictures, they are coming with waves. (laughs) So in Instagram also, I'm very emotional uh, how to say uh, at posting things so yeah. sometimes I'm doing every day every day and then there is a silence for a week and yeah I'm not very actually keeping the uh, rhythm as uh, I should maybe yeah yeah um if people are like interested the listeners out there uh, of course we're gonna have uh Aka's, um Instagram and even her information on the website once this uh, episode is released uh, we will have that information so you guys can check out her work because it's amazing um, how can people get a hold of you besides uh, Instagram or uh, I don't know even know if you have Facebook a Facebook page I know yeah, you have a personal but uh, not like a, a, a page page 
I have a Facebook page page, but I haven't been very active in it. Um, I think uh, at the moment I am mostly on Instagram, mm-hmm. and I'm actually making Etsy shop now. Okay. I have there like uh, eight uh, posters up, so I'm feeling it bit by bit, but also people can just look at the Instagram and say, okay, I like that picture, and I'm also very flexible to customize it. I mean, when somebody wants to add their name or something what is meaningful for them. Okay. So that is also very... Oh, so you sell, you sell it thing. then? You sell your yeah. artwork? Uh, how much yeah, How much, yeah. How much? much is it just ballpark for for the... And you print it, right? Or is it a digital copy? It is at the moment digital. I was doing print before, but now because of this COVID, uh, it is impossible to reach. I mean, people have been waiting two months the poster to arrive. So <laughs> it is actually easier for people to just buy the PDF and print in their local shop. I mean, so, but uh, once it, this uh, crazy times are over, yes, then I will <laughs> do again normal print. Or maybe it's okay also to do it now when people have time actually to wait for it. But, yeah. Uh, it can be very long sometimes. I'm definitely ordering a shirt from you with a cat with no head and tail. <laughs> <laughs> I have it already in my mind. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> and maybe I'll do it for seven days a week because I'm pretty sure she, when she, my daughter finds something she loves, she doesn't take it off. Um, yeah. Back in the U.S., she found an Elsa dress. She didn't take it off for six months. Well, I washed it, of course, you know, when I had a chance, but it was on day and night. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was. It had ketchup stains, remelil stains, any stain that you can imagine. It was on there, and then it was just two months ago. She just recently took it off, mm. and now she wears uh, other clothes. But yeah. it was a a a, a trouble. Uh, getting getting that dress off her, but now she doesn't wear it and she doesn't care for it. So she grew out of it. Took six yeah. months, but yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, they will grow out of it. Uh, that, that's the beautiful part of it. That if they really want, you can then do it for them. You know, yeah. because you know that it'll be short time. So they want something else, or they're not interested anymore. So yeah, yeah. I think it's a good when they are also seeing that they are hurt. Yeah. If they say, I want a cat without tails and uh, legs, and they actually get it, it's also for them as a confidence somehow that, oh, yeah, my mom is hearing me. I mean, she's really trying to make an effort to get it something for me. Yeah. Even later in life, I mean, when you tell her her stories, and then she will like, oh, I have so good mom. Yeah. Well, we're going to wrap this up. I know we had uh, pretty bad audio in the beginning, but we saved it in the middle and we didn't miss anything. That's the magic of radio. Yeah, that's the magic of radio and a great sound technician. Yay. Thank you for the compliment. <laughs> and a great, uh, great guest. Thank you for being here, sharing your story, your love for art, and also your art because I love it. And I'm now, now I know you make shirts. I'm going to be ordering it for my daughter with no cat with a cat with no tail and legs yes you are so welcome <laughs> um just uh, we have about 30 seconds left do you want to share any last uh, comments to the audience or the audience the listeners out there um i think i was thinking about it also before i think uh, my message would be for the people mm-hmm. <laughs> that uh, it's never too late to start something new i mean if you just try a lot of things and then maybe something totally random will come and you will find yourself doing it and loving it. Yeah. yeah. 
That's an awesome tip. And yeah, for the listeners, uh, just try everything and maybe you'll discover something you love. I never knew I would like podcasting and being a radio host. And here I am. <laughs> and you're so, so good at it. No, yeah. thank you. Well, that's a wrap for this episode of My Kids Think I'm Cool But Podcast. Uh, don't forget to follow me on Instagram. And also, Aika will have all her information on my website. Bye, everyone. Until next time. <laughs>